Welcome one and all to It Builds Character, our character building podcast slash workshop where we build D&D and RPG characters based off your, the listener's suggestions. I've got two fantastic people with me today. My co-host, please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Meg and I played in the Women in Tabletop Gaming and I'm very happy to be here today. Well, we're happy to have you, Meg. Thank you for joining us. And all the way from Los Angeles, I've got a very special guest here. Please introduce yourself. Uh, hi, I'm Paul. Uh, I've been playing D&D for a while now. Uh, what, like 30, 32 years? 35 years? So I'm uh, I'm just here, hopefully, to have a good time, make a fun character. It'll be great. Excellent. That's what we're all here for, and I appreciate you joining us and coming all this way. Yeah. So we got a bunch of submissions again this week from our fans on Twitter. So thank you for your hard work and submissions. We're going to go ahead down the list. Our first submission comes from BlizzardMain, at BlizzardMain1, and this character has some form of addiction. Okay. So we had like a burrito addiction in one of our earlier <laughs> characters, but I think this one needs to be a little bit more, uh, I don't want to say crippling, but certainly a little more impactful, I think, than a, uh, a favorite food there. All right. Our next suggestion comes from Matt, at Roguish Tambic on Twitter. Thank you, Matt. And this was one of my favorite ones that we got this week. I'm going to be totally honest. I'm glad this one came up. <laughs> Can't wait. This character doesn't know common and doesn't care to learn. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> Just the. How do you? How do you even go through life without knowing common? Is it? I. I mean, I'm still fairly new to D and D, so. I imagine it would be like not speaking English in America. Yeah. Uh, it would be challenging, but there's probably anywhere, a way to get by. anywhere in the whole thing, or is there? Are there places where they don't speak common? Oh, well, common's kind of just like the trade language. It's sort of a generally gotcha. established language. Yeah. But usually there are, you know, pockets of civilizations that are kind of more central. If they have like an empire, maybe it's more central in the empire where the elves only speak elvish and gotcha. they might know common for, you know, enough to kind of get by. But this person, they don't really, it's for whatever reason, they don't bother. <laughs> That'll be interesting. All right. Our next couple suggestions come from Jessica at Gojello on Twitter. And the first one is this character is a runaway spouse turning to a life of adventure. <laughs> <laughs> runaway spouse that doesn't speak common. And the second one from Jessica, she got two this week, is that this character wants to know everyone's birthday and sends them elaborate personal cards every year. <laughs> I hope she doesn't know a lot of people. Is that her addiction, letter writing? No, there's probably we need to make up some kind of fantasy drug, I think. And she 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 packs it in the letter. <laughs> well, I'm they they pack it in the letter. All right. Our fifth suggestion comes from Jim at the JBoss40. Jim, thanks for your submissions here. And this character has a pet fox. And our last suggestion also comes from Jim. Thanks again. And this character is a tiefling. So we have one of the kind of big two sections of the character, race and class, already pre-chosen for us. That actually does cut out a bit of the work. Yep. Um, okay. Our section. Wait, wait, we have the class? We don't have a class. We have a race. We have the race. Yeah. Okay. Tiefling. Right. So, Although, sorry, go ahead. If they have a pet, wouldn't that limit it to, or does it not have to be specifically like a ranger pet? It could just be a pet in general. It doesn't have to be a ranger pet. Now, a ranger pet could be one option if we want to kind of give them a mechanical benefit to the fox. Otherwise, it could be sort of a non-combatant that could also cause trouble because a lot of non-combatants, when fighting happens, flee. Mm. So... You could be in the dungeon and you get ambushed by, you know, ghouls and suddenly your pet fox just takes off down the <laughs> corridor in a panic. <laughs> the second fireballs start flying and now you got to chase it down after the fight's over. 
We roll for a tiefling color. I don't know what color tieflings are. <laughs> well, if you ask the book, they're like they range like from gray to ready. pink to uh, yeah. If you, it, the book says they're like mostly red, and yeah. then the the community has said they're whatever color you want. Yeah, so they really are. Go nuts. Whatever. I go, know at go, least go of, I know at least of a <clears throat> blue one. All right, so let's start kind of going down the list here and sort well, of. Well, let me hmm? let me ask you yeah. a question before we start. Please do. So. So are we making a character? Are we are we here for for lap? Like are we trying to get something kind of silly out of this cuz I already have a character built off this. <laughs> <laughs> and uh I it's a little bit more of a serious character, so I don't know if I want to go that direction or if we okay. want if we want to path through it and figure some things out. Generally they have come out fairly silly because we've gotten some silly suggestions, right. but they're not mandated mandated to be silly. Um, but the others are, right? If the this others, one wasn't, this would stick out pretty far. The others are a bit goofy, yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. Then I'll... I won't bother with it then. I mean, I could see totally see be, that, that one... That I've been at tables with that as a one character's head. Like, everything's really jokey and, lev- and a lot of levity. And they're like that grim, dark character who's like <laughs> got a lot of angst and a lot of backstory. They're just dying to tell you. <laughs> yeah, they just want to want you to hear all about it. The voice of reason. <laughs> So, so far, all of these suggestions, with the notable exception of the tiefling, Mm -hmm. comes across quite Asian to me. So, we could make uh, essentially a Kerator character. Um, Oh, I'm not familiar. Kerator was the old Oriental Adventures. Oh, okay. um, Mm -hmm. uh, That was the world they were in. It was was part of the whole Forgotten Realms. There was Kerator, and then there was was an Arabian one, too. And I can't think of the off the top of my head but yeah oh right mm-hmm. but like i could imagine making these cards for everybody like that's a big like she makes out of origami like that's her thing is she they're, they're elaborate they're not it's not like oh. the way that we do birthday cards here where we just go happy birthday john i i like you enough to get you a card and mm-hmm. I give it to you right but in her society it's a thing right like she they they put together a whole like those remember those i don't know how how many fireworks you guys have but like those those like japanese chinese house things you would light up and then as they were as they were going up they were shooting out flames the whole oh, way yeah, and they, uh-huh. they would build essentially oh. like like a tower like if it was something like that and then you would light it and then it would like it comes up like it makes a whole bunch of noise. So like she gives it like as soon as it turns midnight, she gives it to you. You're in the middle of a dungeon. There are wandering monsters. She's like she gives it to you. Cannot tell you it's going to explode because she doesn't speak common. <laughs> and then you go and you're like light it. And then it starts shooting out sparks everywhere. It's like it's like it's like a singing birthday card. It essentially be not. a singing birthday card. Right. But it, but you could use gunpowder because if she is oriental inspired, if that's where we're taking it, then that would make a lot of sense. It essentially is a firework. We also have like the whole of magic at our fingertips. <laughs> I was so. gonna say, can't you s- send? Isn't there? Uh, you could send the letter magically. Like, go find this person and give it to them. Or you could do something, and then like light that. yourself off, <laughs> and then just. <laughs> Oh, that would be funny. <laughs> but she could do that. Like if, if she was able to charm exactly what you were saying, if she was able to charm, like essentially make these origami characters and then it's like, go, she says whatever and it goes off. And then as soon as it finds you, it explodes into butterflies or into hummingbirds or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Your favorite animal Your or favorite, whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. or whatever she thinks, whatever inspires her. That would be funny too if she doesn't actually... Like, it's not your favorite animal. It's what she sort of sees you as. So the, if Ooh. she likes you, it's something prettier and it's something. Oh, okay. But if she doesn't like you, it's like, here's a snail. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be my Patronus, which is a mole. <laughs> Mine was a rat. And I eh. was like, now I'm sad. So you see the birthday card thing as more of a cultural thing. I think it's cultural. Okay. But I, 
I think that again, okay. and this ties back to the second thing where she's running away from her marriage. I think she is some kind of, I said she, and I apologize for that. But as I'm doing this, I am, I'm seeing her or seeing this character as some kind of royalty. And it could certainly be male. And when I'm saying royalty, I'm not talking necessarily about, she doesn't have to be a prince or princess. It doesn't Just have of to the be. Noble ranks. She, it's a noble, it's a noble of, yeah. of, uh, of some kind. Mm-hmm. And I would suspect rather than going with the idea that it is a forced or arranged marriage, like maybe there's a different reason that this character got to that point, right? Like maybe, maybe uh, the spouse, like, cause it, it, she's, she's a runaway spouse looking for adventure. Maybe the husband, cause I'm also seeing her as a, a more female okay. character. Perfect. Maybe the husband is just super beige and doesn't want to do anything, and she's got more of a free spirit. And so they just yeah. At one time they connected, but now they're she's got a different That'd be thought fun too. Yeah, I like that. Maybe like childhood sweethearts that sort of, or like you know, teenage sweethearts that kind of this the spark has gone, and they were sort of already bound by kind of yeah. history and commitment, and then at the last minute she said, "I don't really." What if she's ashamed because she's a tiefling? So if. If if it's like you were saying, and they've been together for a while, mm-hmm. and maybe the tiefling essence didn't come out till later in her life, and she was like, "I, you can't, I can't do this. You could oh, never." Oh, because don't don't they don't they? I don't know very much about them, but doesn't it happen like eighteen ish where they yeah, manifest? If, if I remember right, it manifests. It really varies, kind of setting the setting, but it's we're doing what our own homebrew setting here, so we can kind of do whatever we want. So yeah, if it doesn't manifest till later in life. Uh, maybe it's something that you know he says he's okay with, but you know she doesn't those weird it. looks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It could also yeah. be because in some of the the Asian cultures they would get married younger. So if right. they were in like not an arranged marriage, but they did get married younger, and then she manifested afterwards, like shortly. So she's afterwards. already married. She's not running from the marriage. It's already happened, and she's bailing. See, I yeah. hear runaway bride, and I think left at the altar kind of thing. Oh, um, that's I think it has a little more dramatic gravitas to it. So, so let's create the dramatic situation in that case. Okay. So if it is on the wedding night and maybe, maybe she has, maybe leading up to the wedding night, she has noticed these signs like her nail, like she's clipping her nails and they grow back immediately. And uh, she's noticing a tail is growing and she can't quite get her hair into place because there's (laughs) horns coming up. Like that kind of stuff is happening. And she is, um, She's ignoring it like she's she's just decided if if she ignores it, it'll go away kind of thing. And then she's getting ready. Right. And she's got her handmaidens or whatever they are. And they're trying. And as they're doing stuff, they're like, oh, goodness. And they can see like <laughs> they can see and, out. and they're all freaking out. And then she just gets overwhelmed at that point And she's out. So is she sad that she's leaving in this case? Because maybe if she's. Now we're sort of putting a little different spin on it. And if she's like leaving because she's ashamed of this yeah. sort of monster she's turning into, maybe she's trying to find a way to reverse this yeah. quote unquote curse or something. She thinks it's a curse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That could tie into the addiction because if she's trying to find a way to get rid of it, maybe she starts on like alcoholism or something and she's or she's trying drugs, trying to find a drug that will revert it and ends up on painkillers. It's or like a whatever. magic addiction kind of thing. Or could it be a mental addiction? Like that Ooh. is a driving force in order for her to, uh, this is all she cares about is curing this thing. I think magic addiction, you said yeah. that, and that like yeah. really got my engine rev in there. <laughs> what if she's like, if there's some sort of a, like mental reaction from um, like illusion magic or alter self or something like that. Oh. 
Yes. I like that. Yeah. And yes. I like that quite a bit. And because it's her self-image, right? At that point, she hates what she looks like. Oh, and if she avoided mirrors, like she never looks at mirrors and nobody knows why. And um, and it's because of this, like the of the illusion magic the illusion magic is part of like this alter self, and then she also cannot stand to see the sight of herself. She's so ashamed. But you were gonna say something. I was gonna say now when you get into the dungeon, she has to go into a hall of mirrors. All right, well, I'm not running the adventure, but <laughs> If Jim, if Jim listens to this, you know, he'll have some ammunition there. <laughs> Good luck whoever plays her. <laughs> the fox pet, uh, the Inari from Japan, yeah. the nine-tailed fox, That's, that could be the tie-in with the, is that where your oriental thing came from? That was the last straw on it? Yeah. Because the, 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 the didn't know common was the first piece of it. And so I thought that if she had a real, like... I'm already royalty. You already don't speak the language of my people. I have no reason to talk to you. And then the the next piece was, oh, well, if she's making elaborate cards. Like that's a working with your hands is a very like that. But then the fox is like, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're done now. She's it could be it could be uh, it could be like <laughs> Mushu from Mulan. It could be like a family guardian type pet. So if she ends up a spellcaster, then they have familiars. Rangers mm. have animal companions as one option. Uh, but then we can also just do sort of, as we mentioned before, kind of a non-combat, just sort of fluff pet there. I could go either way with it, honestly. Like either it's a mechanical thing or it is an NPC um, that essentially is just very loyal to her. Um, like she raised it from from a kit or whatever. Yeah. It doesn't, as I understand, it only takes a few generations to domesticate yeah. animals. So yeah. maybe in her culture they had these wilder animals as as regular pets what if the fox was also important to her family i was gonna say maybe like either like a family animal or family crest or something like that part of the crest yeah like the the all of the all of the women in her family have had the same fox yes. familiar I like throughout that. their lives i like that i like it if the if if the women, whether it's familiars or whether it's like the fox and the women of that particular family have always sort of been intertwined somehow, that might be interesting. She can't explain it to you, but uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but it would be amazing. Like, uh, I don't know if it's husbandry or if it's some sort of. Um, uh, well, there is an animal handling skill, so we can just make sure we train that. Oh, once we sort of get mm. to the mechanical part of thing. Yeah. To sort of do a little bit of mechanical tie in with that feature there. I like it. I don't know, I'm stuck on the whole Mushu thing. I like like if it's a f- if if it was a familiar, she could have it do Actually things, do stuff. yeah, like so, Mushu and cause all kinds of trouble counter to what she intends. Oh, that might be interesting. When like you, a trick, almost like a trickster. De- which isn't the the Inari the, or the Nine Tail Fox kind of like that? It's a trickster, yeah. Yeah. It's, so so you, we could get away with something like well, that. like bats her letters out of the air when she tries to send it. <laughs> so it's it's. <laughs> It's like a, it's like a cat fox. It could be. It could be a cat. Like <laughs> it's a jerk to her. But if she's in danger, then it swaps. Like yeah. you can't hurt her. She's she's. I wonder if that would. It's almost like the cat thing. Like he feels like he's in charge, or he it feels like it's in charge, or it she belongs to him. So he's allowed to do whatever he wants. But if you try to do it, yeah, that, yeah, no, yeah. you can't do that. So I'm getting a sorcerer vibe now that we've been talking about this. I like that the animal it could be a familiar. Yeah. And it would be it could be a bloodline awakening. Maybe it's an infernal pact, not an pact, but uh, infernal bloodline sorcerer power. So oh. it could be manifest the magic in 
her blood could be manifesting physically, changing her from human to tiefling. Okay. As the, the sorceress magic manifests itself as well. So then are the women in her line then all sorceresses? And this is how... Oh, that's how they know is when she manifests the I little fox baby. I think it could baby. be maybe just a recessive thing. Like, you know, at, at one point perhaps there was more powerful demon blood and or devil blood or whatever infernal we choose. Okay. And it could just be one of those things where like every few generations someone is born and has to sort of like the the pact made by an ancestor centuries ago kicks back in and they're obligated it obligated to a patron they may not even know exists who might come calling at some point. That might be interesting if it is an obligation. So her family made some sort of pact mm-hmm. and it was going to take generations for that pact to come true. Like there is some sort of prophecy or there's some sort of, uh, of event that has come to pass. Maybe her wedding was going to be the hallmark of, okay. Okay. So thinking about this, if there was, I don't know if it's a seasonal thing or like the blooming of a particular tree or something like that, that was going to benefit her, her family and her wedding was sort of going to be like, as soon as this, event happens and your wedding is going to mark the the crowning event and then of course the demon comes to call at that point the, the infernal whatever mm-hmm. whatever it's signing at that point but he doesn't like come up and go like you're a thing like he's he's a, he's going to take her as the bride that could be another thing too and so that's why he's turning her into this thing what if one of the things that intrigues me is that whatever obligation this was happened generations ago right. and nobody remembers it. Right. So the oh. parents aren't trying to fulfill any kind of obligation. They're here. not doing it. It's just some sort of regular thing. Right. And suddenly she starts freaking out and no one knows what's up because the ancestors who made this bargain for, you know, fertile fields or whatever. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's what got the family noble in the first place. That happened 200 years ago. Absolutely. Oh. And absolutely. They didn't keep records of their secret shame. Right. Basically they said, well, at some point, some ancestor of ours or some descendant of ours is going to be hosed, but that's kind of <laughs> worth it. I think, I think it would be better if there are records and it's one of those family secret things and nobody at this point knows it because then we could have some of her family members. I mean, assuming that the campaign went on longer than a one shot, which mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know what your plans are, but you could resurrect her for something else later on. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Like, it, she doesn't it, could be be re- it could be a revelation later. You're saying, yeah, essentially it's a revelation later and maybe her family is like, Man, we're sorry. We just found this scroll and it says you're cursed or whatever. Yeah, like, okay. It's so, something along those lines. But I think it would be better if the spouse was coming. He was like, no, she needs, I can save her. Or he thinks he can or whatever. Or mm-hmm. she thinks like, let's, mm-hmm. it doesn't, doesn't have to be boy girl here. But the spouse shows up and is kind of, and has the, the thing in hand. It's like, you need to come back. And she's like, look, at, look at this. Mm-hmm. And so she's, <laughs> there could be some a potential conflict in there in the character's future. I'm really excited about everything that's been going on so far. Like, I think we got some good stuff going here. At this point, I just want to draw her. Sorcerer is one I have never actually looked at because magic. That's why I run two monks. Just because magic. Well, we can put it all together here. We got three of us collaboratively. <laughs> I think we can handle one little sorcerer. So we have tiefling sorcerer as our race and class. So that definitely helps out. And I think tieflings actually have some racial benefits that will help sorcerers out as well. Oh, interesting. Ooh, let me look. So let's go ahead and assign this standard array. So the standard array, uh, for listeners who aren't familiar with it, is a 15, a 14, a 13, a 12, a 10, and an 8, which we get to assign as we like to strength, dexterity, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. Uh, Those will then be modified by our racial bonuses based on tiefling, and then we'll sort of go a little more into the character details here. So where do we want to put... I usually find it easiest to start with the highest, the highest and the lowest. 
So where should we put the highest thing, which is our 15? Uh, sorcerers, are they charisma-based? They are charisma-based, so putting it there would be mechanically beneficial, but depending on what the tiefling racial benefits are, we might move that around a little bit more, or okay. maybe she just isn't really built to be an ideal sorcerer. We can kind of off- offer that option as well. From like a backstory standpoint... <coughs> <coughs> From like a backstory standpoint, I think it would be kind of interesting because she doesn't like seeing herself. She doesn't have a lot of well, it's confidence. Self, yeah, confidence. Yeah, yeah. So I think it would be kind of interesting if her charisma was lower than okay what you would expect for a sorcerer. Right. Well, she wasn't really trained to be a sorcerer either, right? Yeah. Like this is just a thing that maybe has come upon her as well. So she's not. It it would it would be interesting if she's just not she's not ideal. Yeah, she's coming into these powers. And so um, I do think, though, I think it's all right to have her be comely and Mm well-mannered, which which are good for. But then if she's standoffish and haughty, that would that would take that away as well. Well, it could be she has like if she was raised as a noble, then she'd have a certain amount of force of personality and things like that. So I can definitely see both arguments for high or low charisma. But we can do one sort of on the medium high side, like. Put the 14 in there and see what happens with it. I'm good with 14. All right. So what do you want to do with this eight? This anchor around our proverbial neck. What if in her case, for whatever reason, and this is generally a bad idea, but it might be interesting if the transformation has made her sickly. So her con is an eight. Okay. Um, And so she's thin. She's frail. Um, she gets sick easier, but, and part of that is there's some sort of her body rejecting the change, uh, spiritually she's rejecting the change and it's affecting her physically like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, something like along those lines. The, the whole it. spiritual one. I feel like pretty good intelligence on this one. Yeah. You know, a noble upbringing and well taught. Yeah, yeah. Well taught yeah. access to a lot of learning. Yeah. Uh, the 15 or the 13 there. I was like, how does that differ from wisdom? I'm still trying to figure out what these. So intelligence mean. is. Like the accumulation of knowledge and wisdom is frequently kind of the implementation of it. Gotcha. Uh, wisdom is also sort of perceptiveness and uh, like empathy in a lot of ways. Mm. And a good example of kind of the classic high intelligence, low wisdom character is like the absent-minded professor. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Let's say put high intelligence. So we'll do 15, maybe 15. 30. Okay. Perfect. So what do we have left? We got 13, 12, and 10 for strength, dexterity, and wisdom. So... I'd say she's probably got pretty decent dexterity just from her upbringing, like she would know how to dance and maybe some sort of Oh, fighting. the dancing stuff is really good. Uh, like yeah. if she was, essentially, if she was taking some sort of dance theater, like that's part of what the training of, of her noble upbringing and she knows how to dance, she knows how to balance, she knows, I like that. Great. So we've got a 12 and a 10 between strength and wisdom. Uh... I don't think she needs to be strong. So 10 is probably fine. And then 12 yeah. wisdom for me. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, I agree with that. And what are the racial bonuses for tiefling? Uh, intelligence by one and charisma by two. We could not have planned that better. <laughs> that, uh, that gives us two 16s. So nice. from a mechanical standpoint, this character is pr- looking pretty good. Yeah, she seems nice. All right. So tieflings by book default, no common. <laughs> so <laughs> we're, we're going to swap that one out. We're going to swap that for whatever, like, native language is from her homeland yeah Um, okay i think what other languages do tieflings get infernal infernal okay we may need to find through uh, like a backstory or like a origin or something uh, another language just to kind of be a bridge language from a functionality standpoint if she speaks elven or 
orcish or something like that for some reason that could help at least have some method of communication even if it's only with one other party member okay now it could just be with like looks and gestures like that might be where things <laughs> end up so i'm not mechanically her speaking a different language doesn't do anything and if the players um are okay with the idea that that one player that's in the group has to start playing charades when they play. Can I play her? Um, I am. I am okay with that. Okay. And if it like, and then over time, if the character was to learn a different language or was to, I mean, never learn common. That is no. That yeah. is Why that's bother? a muddy language. Yeah. But maybe one of the uh, maybe she does learn Elven or she learns something else because hey, that's elegant. Like mm-hmm. that's that's mm. sing songy. That sounds pretty. I can learn that. But um, I like the sing-songy idea, the, yeah. the elegant keeping with the noble theme. Right, but at first it's or or she could just... you imagine the first time she speaks infernal though, if her own native language was much more of like a sing-songy, like a, an, an Oriental language, and then eventually she picks up Elvin. Those are very two very nice right. languages, and then all of a sudden she's she out of nowhere infernal. just infernal. That could even have been one of the first signs that she can start speaking this language. Like she just has it. Oh, and imagine <laughs> that if during like there was some event, like I would want to sit down and figure out what the wedding was actually like. But if there was the um, essentially their equivalent of the rehearsal dinner and at the rehearsal dinner, <laughs> like she's just speaking in tongues. People are like, what? <laughs> and then her family's are like dismissing like oh she's just she's very nervous is very very nervous nervous. like don't nobody take that but it's it's coming to her and she and she's just speaking to to people in this language and has no idea how how it showed up so do we have an option for uh fiendish for the sorcerer bloodlines i think there's a fiendish but there was another one i thought was interesting yeah do tell which was the shadow folk I'd really want to go more infernal i liked the shadow one at first because one of them is the hound of ill omen which might be interesting if somehow that rather than her summoning a separate beast it's a form that the fox can end up taking but this is really death magic it looks like just i mean just looking at it like strength of the grave um the eyes of the dark is neat it could also if well if it's death magic and we're pulling on the oriental stuff it could be like a shaman type thing and depending on which of the like which way it goes it could either be like a positive thing or a really negative thing culturally so, Not so much like a fortune teller shaman, but like a death speaker shaman right. or whatever. So I'm only seeing like homebrew stuff from... For Infernal? For Infernal Bloodlines, yeah. They're interesting shadow sorcerer quirks, though. And uh, you're always icy cold, which is neat. Hmm. Uh, when you sleep, you don't appear to breathe. <laughs> um, you barely bleed, even when you're badly injured, which is interesting. Your heart beat once per minute... This event even surprises you. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, you, you have, just see her walking around and then just jump for every minute. You have trouble remembering that living creatures and corpses should be treated differently. So, yeah, this is very death focused. And then you blinked once last week. But I like the idea that she doesn't blink, which is neat. Like, she's just always. <laughs> and people are like, dude, lady. <laughs> So I think we could either kind of take the draconic origin and just sort of palette swap it to infernal. Okay. Like a red dragon kind of yeah. or thing or that shadow one sounds pretty rad too. What do you guys like? I'll go. I kind of like the shadow. You like the shadow one? I don't, I, I don't know much about these, but what you were just describing was actually kind of interesting. So I would still want to, if we did the shadow one, I'd still want to amend it a little bit so that it's not really, it feels like it's, I, I haven't read it. 
Mm-hmm. So I don't know for sure, but it feels very death focused. And I don't know if that feels appropriate for the character we're building. Like Infernal feels way better. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can sort of take, like pick and choose a little bit. Like maybe the, you treat corpses and people, you forget they need to be treated differently. Like we can sort of just gloss over that part. Well, it's one of those. We don't, it's not all of those. <laughs> oh, what if, oh, yeah, we just pick one. one. No, we just pick oh, one. Oh, easy then. Yeah. What if, what if for that one, she still sends the cards by magic to people not knowing that they've died and it goes to like the cemetery and all of a sudden you just see like fireworks exploding over these gravestones (laughs) so i could it be dark like what's our theme then at that point could it be a darkness theme could this could it just simply be shadow and we just sort of go away from the um from the death influence at all um, yeah, or uh, do we do the kind of what 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 you were saying, um, Meg? Yeah, sorry, <laughs> I keep forgetting that I can see them. <laughs> Nobody listening to this can. Um, <laughs> which is this is a shaman spiritual thing, and maybe the the pact didn't even come from the the in the dark creature itself, but it came from a shaman that made that pact. Something along those lines. I don't know. I think because we're sort of doing this like tra- metamorphic transformation thing, I think the power should come from the, from the being, from the being. Okay, that's that's that fair. makes sense. That's fair. But the reason why I I think it's interesting to figure it out is because that might define sort of how her horns and her her features look, right? Because if it's if it's shadow, maybe everything's black. Maybe her skin is starting to turn more pallid, more um, more gray, something along those lines. Like a corpse bride up in here. Yeah, a corpse bride sort of thing. All right, so let's figure that out right now. That, we'll knock this out. Okay. We got Shadow and we got Draconic, draconic. and we're going to palette swipe it for Infernal. Yeah, and we haven't talked about Draconic at all, so I don't know what that gives her. You get some, I think, elemental resistances. You pick your sort of dragon origin, like your oh. patron. I am not the person to be reading that book. Oh, and then your ancestry sort of determines your resistances and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So the shadow one is more interesting from a character perspective, but I like this one mechanically better because we, we can easily just put demon or, or infernal on here and get the same thing. Like if it's an ice demon, we can do that. If it's a lightning demon, we can do that. Yeah. I don't know. I'm stuck too. It's going to, I think it's, I think it's going to be you, John. Okay. I say let's go draconic origin then and go with, I I think I feel fire. I think I like the sort of, I'm a fan of the traditional sort of red flesh tieflings. Yep. <clears throat> and I think that fits with a fire demon of some kind. Yep. Very, uh, I'm good. Very nice. Yeah, that makes I'm sense. Good. At third level, which is what we're making this character as, we have to choose a metamagic ability. So that is going to be able to use our sorcerer points to kind of twist how we cast magic. So the the one I like is the disadvantage one. Uh, I wonder if since maybe luck and omens and that kind of thing are so important to her mm-hmm. culture that that's yeah. a thing she has affinity for. But if she doesn't have to have verbal or somatic components, that could be interesting as well. Okay. And then she doesn't speak any language. She's just like, and can cast off the thing. Yes. At a glance, shoot fire from her hands. Right. right. (laughs) So I'm either one of those two work for me. I actually like subtle quite a bit. It'll also let her like refresh her alter self without. Nobody has to know. Oh. Oh. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. (laughs) That's good. I think we have a decision. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, because that's her her addiction. So she right. wouldn't want anyone to know. So as much as she can, right, get away with never dropping it. Never and never having anybody 
like she won't sleep in the same room as people. Yeah. She, everybody just thinks that she's a total like a total weirdo. Yeah. Okay, so for skills, we have to choose two from Arcana, Deception, Insight, Intimidation, Persuasion, and Religion. Religion would probably be pretty high. Religion's probably good. I was thinking Persuasion and Deception, given her... Oh. She needs perception, uh, Deception for sure. Yeah. Persuasion's probably... Uh, so the reason I like religion is... Uh, it's more like a backstory choice than a mechanical it, that choice. That would be a backstory okay, I'm choice. I'm into it. Yeah, because that would be like her... It wouldn't necessarily be religion, but it is certainly her, like, her traditions and her um, manner. Like, all the stuff that she grew up with is very important to her and her, like, all of that. Yeah, it's it's not, like, a straight history thing. It's right. it's more of, I can see where you're going with yeah. why religion. So, for equipment, she can get a light crossbow and 20 bolts or any simple weapon, like a, a staff or a club if you were, if we're so inclined. Yeah, I would either do spear or, um, and she could have one of those, I can't remember what they're called, one of those, they're kind of like the flexible oriental spear or, mm -hmm. um, oh, yeah, or crossbow is fine. I, I don't mind that one either. I feel like she wouldn't want to get into melee if she's trying to keep yeah. an illusion up. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> crossbow is probably fine. Yeah. <laughs> Plus I think it's a little bit more of a female kind of weapon, generally speaking, sort of, well, Yeah. Okay, so then we get for our magic thing, we have component pouch or arcane focus. So a single item to channel arcane power through or spell components. I think arcane focus, uh -huh. uh, even though I'm a big fan of component pouches, and then what should that focus be? Some kind of like family pendant perhaps? So what if it was her crest? It was a family pendant, but now it's all twisted. Like it's, she changed, it changed, and oh. but that's also the uh, her focus. Yeah, Maybe she I like hates that. it too. <laughs> <laughs> She's ashamed of it, but it's also the thing that allows her to focus her magic. Just go full Naruto with that. I also think that maybe she can't get rid of it. Like, oh, right. She saw it twist and she got rid of it. And then the next morning she woke up and it's right there in it's her pack. It's just there. Uh -huh. Yeah, I like it. So let's go ahead and pick out a couple spells mm -hmm. uh, for her uh, for first. And so we'll do like two cantrips, two level one and one level two. Okay. And what level is Alter Self? Alter Self is... A second level spell. Disguise self is a first level spell. What's the difference between them? Alter self is like a more powerful version of disguise self. Is it like a time, like one lets you do it longer or is like... Okay, disguise self, you make yourself, including your armor, clothing, weapons, look like, uh, look different until the spell ends. You can seem one foot shorter or taller, appear thinner or fatter. You can't change your body type and you have to have the, you have to have the same basic arrangement of limbs. And it lasts for one hour, whereas Alter Self is concentration, but lasts for also up to one hour. Oh. Concentration's not and, cool. Um, but, but it only lasts for an hour? Uh, either one only lasts for an hour. But you can, with uh, Alter Self, you can give yourself weapons or uh, change your appearance much more drastically or even get like gills and an aquatic adaptation. What does she need in order to hide the, like as a DM? Disguise would. Disguise would be fine, mm -hmm. right? I was say, yeah. yeah. Plus the other one being a concentration spell. Right. Then that like drastically limits what she can do right so yeah we're 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 good on disguise <laughs> she imagines like you need to use your magic i don't wanna no i'm not going to <laughs> you guys can do without me <laughs> or she could just be hiding her sorceress origin and they might think she's just a straight pew pew and then for second level i'm thinking misty step it's just kind of a good all-purpose get out get out of trouble a little bit 
or just my spell's almost ending. Bamf. Yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> so I put prestidigitation for level zero. Okay. And then, I don't know, maybe some kind of combat thing. Um, yeah, she needs a combat spell for sure. Probably fire, right? Yeah, sounds good to me. Firebolt? Yep. I'm looking for backgrounds that give you animal handling as an option. And it does not look like there are... There's not a whole lot of them? Many of them. Uh, so Noble, I think, is probably the best bet. Okay. Uh, so Noble gives us history and persuasion, which I want in persuasion anyway as a skill, so that's great. Uh, one type of gaming set as a tool, so maybe some uh, some game from her homeland. She's got, yeah, she's... Uh, and then Go. one language, uh, one language of her, of our choice. So obviously not common. Yeah. But let's see what we've got as options here, because I think another one would be cool. So we can pick another exotic language if we want to just kind of keep it difficult for conversations to happen. <laughs> so of those, we have abyssal, celestial, draconic, deep speech, infernal, primordial, sylvan, or undercommon. Uh, so something like Draconic or Sylvan would kind of fit with what I'm thinking. Yeah. Or we could also do something a little more standard, such as uh, Dwarvish, Elvish, Giant, Gnomish, Goblin, Halfling, or Orc. I'd rather do like the one of the weird ones. Uh, uh, <laughs> Screw whoever's playing this one. <laughs> yeah. Sylvan's not bad. Yeah, I was going to say, well, and depending on where they're living, like it could be one of those like, if you're nobility, you learn this language. Otherwise, nobody else learns it. I personally love when spellcasters know Draconic. It's just like one of my favorite go-to tropes. Like the language of dragons is almost interchangeable with the language of magic. But how does she know it? It could have just been like the like the high speech or something like that. Maybe the town has a patron dragon or something historically. Which makes sense with our oriental inspirations here. <laughs> I Yeah, I could get along with that. Like if, if there was a town dragon... Um, or even the, the country, Mushu. even. Yeah, Big Mushu. Um, <laughs> the golden dragon of unity. <laughs> yeah, the golden dragon of unity. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm in with that. Okay. And then and the no, the nobility, sort of the, the nobles are the ones who can speak to him. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like, okay, that, that all makes sense. Yeah. All right. So we need a name for her language, her hometown. Oh, good God. So, so, so I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that, but is this a homebrew world? Or are we playing on an established world? Like for these one shots, where are they coming from? So far, we've just been kind of in like generic high fantasy setting. Okay. We, don't, haven't not, we haven't locked anything in. We're not in specifically in Forgotten Realms or in Greyhawk or anything like that. Okay. All right. I mean, we can use the established kind of Asian inspired setting from uh, like the previous source books that you're mentioning. And if we just want to just kind of use that as our, our placeholder for now, and then people can slot this into whatever setting they're end up using for themselves. Yeah, I didn't bring it, so I can't remember. I, I, Google it. I think there were a couple of them because there was like a there was a Japanese one and a Korean one and a Chinese one. I think. Hang on. There's definitely Mongolian one because once I discovered that I could make my half elf half Mongolian, I was very happy. Nice. There it is. Carator and five e. What do you know? Somebody wrote a thing. <laughs> Caraturian <laughs> languages. What were we looking for? Thank you, Internet. Isakorti? Yeah. Okay. Or Pazruki. Uh Isakorti sounds better. Okay. Alright, so we have our languages. We're pretty much just down to our like personality traits, flaws, and bonds and ideals. So I think the flaw is pretty apparent. Like ashamed of appearance and yeah. addicted to 
illusion magic is yeah. a pretty uh yeah is pretty stark. So I think we've got that good. So personality traits, ideals, and bonds are our other three uh, things we're looking for. Here is the noble section in the book. If you want to kind of look at some examples, but we're not bound by those or just suggestions. I like the idea if her personality, her base personality trait is different than what the other players see, but I don't know if that is... In other words, like if her family is known for being kind and generous and the, the people who live in her province are, are like that family, super amazing. And her in particular is she's well loved, which is why her disappearance is such a big deal. I mean, I shouldn't say that's the only reason, but that's one of the bigger reasons that would be interesting. So the common folk love me for my kindness and generosity be interesting. However, that could tie into her envelopes thing though, too. Yeah. Oh yes. So if, so everyone, everyone, she's always sending these out. She's so, always sending these yeah. out. And Ever since she learned how to do it as a little girl. Right. And the players, maybe the other characters and the people around her, they don't really realize what she's doing. And But she does try to subtly figure out what everybody's birthday is. Like, that's a thing she's trying to... <laughs> so she doesn't just go up to you like, hi, when's your birthday? Yeah, right. She'll, she'll subtly ask, like... So like her greengrocer or the blacksmith down the lane will suddenly, it's like, it's their birthday and a little papercraft uh crane right. flies in and then explodes into colors and yeah. just right in front of them <laughs> and if if she finds out your birthday like she can't help herself and so it is it's like the blacksmith all of a sudden he's just banging away he he helped you sharpen your sword one time or whatever it's six months ago yeah. you're exploding in space and he doesn't know why it's because she can't help herself i love it all right so then we just need an ideal and a bond like what sort of she what does is she tied to and then what does she strive for the bonds here are interesting, but I don't know that any of them fit her. I will face any challenge to win approval of my family. My house's alliance with another noble family must be sustained at all costs. Maybe that one works. Nothing is more important than other members of my family, which she clearly does not think because she bailed. Uh, <laughs> I'm in love with the heir of a family that my family despises, which is not the case. We could do something like... Uh, I can. I must reverse this curse so I can return to my family. Yeah, yeah. Let's do something. I was gonna like say that. something. Something about the family being uh, as important. Then she can have respect as her ideal. Respect is due to me because of my position. But all people, regardless of station, be reserved deserve to be treated with dignity. That might work. And yeah, it, it fits with her personality trait. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we think we got her mechanically nailed down here. We just need a little bit of uh, visuals here. So. Uh, skin color? I would go reddish. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Whenever <laughs> she can, she takes that away. She immediately goes fair. Mm-hmm. And then she can also, like, when the magic runs out, because she only has so much, I think she's a little more irritable, and she'll, like, bundle up, you know, wearing oh, yeah. a shawl or some she, kind of veil or something like that. Very well the veil, the yeah. ve- I like the veil idea, because yeah. then that would that would hide her skin tone, because uh, she's trying to pass off as human, I assume. Right. Mm-hmm. So, okay. like, red veil on red skin, uh, what color eyes does she have? So I gold. Gold is cool. <laughs> Actually, I'm okay with gold because I don't want them to be standard color. Like okay. they they should have turned a different color, or they've always been a different color. Is the mark of her family, um, and I think gold is perfectly good idea. Do we want to have like some kind of weird like animal eye, like a snake eye or a cat eye? Now that she's changed, or not? Is that not no? A I think the gold is fine. okay. Yeah. The gold striking enough on its own. Uh, if if we weren't doing that, then I would say, yeah, she should have like... A funky eye. A funky eye. <laughs> I don't know. I just think gold 
his, the whole fox. Yeah, I think that's so. cool. And then what sort of hair? So mm. I like the long black hair, but I I can be convinced to something different. I would say after she turns, she just goes long straight, doesn't deal with anything. But like before she turned, she would have had like the really intricate stuff. So maybe she's got like a remnant of a braid or something here and there. Something she keeps. Yeah. It's just like, like she's got like a reminder or something. Yeah. That comes out of the shawl and you can see it and it's all braided up. Yeah. That would be cool. With like maybe some charms in it. Yeah. Because I don't think she would put any, like uh, in a lot of the standard tiefling pictures, they have all the jewelry up on their horns, but she wouldn't do that no. because she doesn't like her horns. No, she hates those things. So she would still want some of that, but in her hair. Yeah. Okay. Uh, have you guys read uh, Rat Queens, the comic? No. no. So there's a character there, Hannah, who has horns, and she like does her hair up elaborately, so you don't notice right away. Spoilers oh. for Rat Queens, I guess. So, oh, and the the like specifically the the Japanese ones, uh, the with the buns, the the, the buns and the the oh god, the like the geisha hairstyles, yeah, poof out. And so, depending on how her horns grow, she could easily poof them up and around the horns. That's so that she doesn't have to rely on the illusion completely right so the illusion is when she's in a position where she cannot do that right otherwise she can wear the like you know a, a, like a veil and then the geisha have style. the big hat or like the the korean geesing hats that are like yeah. big umbrella Those type cool. things yeah right? yeah that would be cool too yeah and we can totally do the fusion thing where it's not straight japanese or straight like we're pulling in different elements yeah. for that particular thing so because she's addicted to the illusion magic, she's definitely spending at least one spell slot a day yes. to transform herself. I agree. Um, depending on sort of what time of day is, what scenario it is, but she's definitely like least at home in her own skin. Yes. And that's a way of she, her kind of coping with it. Okay. But then the the non-magical means, the hats and wraps and things like that are kind of a... That's her her plan B. Yeah, that's the... Okay. Band-aid. That's the band-aid. <laughs> okay. Uh, how tall do we want to make her? I'm good with... She's tall. But I don't, I don't have a. It could be, it could be like I mean, because we're homebrewing some stuff. Uh, it could be that like the nobles have the bloodline in it, so they're naturally taller than what you would think of as a stereotypical like Asian influence being a little bit shorter. So maybe like five nine or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that somewhere cool. somewhere a little taller. And what alignment is she? She's good. Definitely, yeah. I, think I don't know the alignments. Good. I was gonna say like with her little envelope stuff. <laughs> Ah, uh, so nobility tends to run lawful, lawful. though, right? Mm -hmm. So I wonder if it was such a dramatic thing for her to leave that chaotic good became her alignment. Like, she's always been lawful. She's always adhered to the traditions. She's always been family first. And once she had to do this, all that went out the window. And so as long as she's here, as long as she's in this scenario, she's chaotic good. But if you were to catch her back home, she, yeah. she's like, she's on it straight but yeah straight yep. laced yeah <clears throat> i agree with that okay and then her fox is now just a non-magical pet fox that she carries with her oh um, no i think we were hoping it would be a familiar the i we think we can't we can't mechanically right okay, now right. but um it can certainly be a loyal retainer and it could just be that she believes like the family just keeps these well if we pick draconic though <laughs> <laughs> it's probably i mm. think it's fine if she believes there's some sort of magical bond and if we play up the idea that there might be but i think mechanically there's yeah not. right okay that's fine i mean Mushu's not actually a 
Never mind. <laughs> oh, what's the fox? Oh, we need names. Oh man, I can't believe I almost forgot. So we need a name for the fox, and we need a name for her, and we need a name for the, oh. the a runaway lover. Okay, oh, so her, she, she probably needs two names. She needs the name that she abandoned when she left. Hmm. Ooh, okay, um, she goes by yeah, alias, definitely. Yeah. And the name that she adopted when she um, when she came here. So uh would she would she adopt a name from her homeland or would she adopt more of a draconic name or an infernal name no because she hates that the infernal for sure but the draconic didn't we say something about the nobility yeah the nobility had like a a conversational relationship with the the town dragon so she's adopting a a dragon name What's up to us to determine what kind of name she wants, but that thing was what Meg was suggesting, yeah. Okay. I was like, or I guess she could just still go with her homeland and just change her name. Although if she's trying to cling to her like human persona, she why is. would she change her name? Unless it's to, well, because she's a runaway. No, she's, she's, she's in her head, I think she has determined that she's never going back. Okay. Until she can clear this. Gotcha, gotcha. And in, in that period of time, she is adopting a different name. Like, and I was thinking like, uncreatively it could be something like shame or um you know something and we find sort of the japanese equivalent of, oh i see yeah. of that um it it could it, the thing about that that might be interesting is if everybody figures out what her name is and be like, why is your name ashamed or oh. whatever it is you, you know what i mean like, yeah and then we just find like a nice um you know noble sounding japanese influenced name as her actual name and her and her surname. Don't um, even get me started on this. We will need way more time because names names are what I tend to spend most of my time on. Yeah, and that's not great. <laughs> it's all right. All right. So while you're looking at actual names, there, Meg, why I'm don't we figure out uh, our fox name? So I just want to name the fox Momo because even though Momo <laughs> is a, I'm good. Keep no, it. I'm, yeah, Momo was great. Momo like, was fine. Uh, Avatar, right? Exactly, That's yeah. exactly what I was. Yeah, no, seriously, that with the like nine tails. Yeah, exactly. Momo is fine. I mean, <laughs> all right, and then we need. That's name for actually her... my cat's name. Your cat's name, Momo. Oh. It's Motor, but I called him Momo. Okay. Um, so we need a name for her abandoned lover. Yeah, hang on, give me a second. I mean, her fiance, I, I mean, guess. The same kind of thing. Japanese all right. male name. Jesse's probably gonna have to school me on how Japanese names actually work, or somebody reading, listening reading or somebody listening to the podcast but one of the kanji oh gosh translates more as like ugliness okay oh that one's good like ugliness unclean shame that kind of a thing japanese i don't know how all the different readings work but you could go like shiko or shu or show i like the sound of shiko shiko's nice because it sounds pretty but it that's not what it means yeah yeah i like it so Hideki, um, it could be her, her spouse. Family. I like it. Um, it means things like yeah. Um, it means excellent, clear, excellent, shining, outstanding. Things so the like juxtaposition that. was like her chosen it. name, right? Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. And so, what's her actual name? We just need that last bit. Yeah, we need to figure her actual right. name. So, <laughs> just for just for irony, she could be uh, Akane, which means like deep red. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. Maybe that's the family name. And that's like a little bit of foreshadowing oh. because... Oh, that's better. Yeah. Okay. So so it's something I, I can't. I can't. I like it. And we can... 
Uh, we can twist it a little bit so that instead of Akani, it's Iconi or something. So yeah. It's just our own kind of thing. Oh, you could do Kyoko, which is like clean or holy child. <laughs> it's just brutal. <laughs> no, you are not. You could do also, um, you could do the original name was something about beauty and then she chooses ugliness. Uh, Kumiko. Isn't Hanabi, isn't that firework? It depends on the char- the characters, but Hana's usually means flower. But I don't know about... There's Rika, which is always strong. That would be a good and noble she, child. That's pretty good for noble child, but yes, then it also is she, like, she doesn't feel like she is now. So it might also be part of why she abandons it. Oh my gosh. What is that? The So firework actually does start with the character for flower. Yeah, it makes sense because it's like flower. Psh, yeah, flower explode. I don't know. I don't know what the second kanji is. Well, that's my vote. I vote for Hanabi as her first name. Cause oh, that would be yeah, because of the envelopes. Yeah. Okay, we're in. Yeah, red fireworks. Red fireworks. Oh, wow. All right. So and that's how they know hmm. you, how to, they come from her because it's always red fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Shiko, whose real name is Hanabi Akane. Uh, she has abandoned her former fiance Hideki on the night before their they were to be wed, as her sorcerer's bloodline and fiendish curse both manifested themselves uh, nearly simultaneously, transforming her from a human into a tiefling. Uh, she took her loyal fox pet named Momo and absconded from the region, seeking a a cure for her ailment uh, in faraway lands. Uh, lands whose language she never bothered to learn, uh, thinking it possibly beneath her. Yeah. Or um, it could be common as just a very difficult language to learn. <laughs> and uh, She's refused. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she does speak Draconic and Infernal, so if anyone else does, then they have some commonality in language, but it's unlikely she'll meet anyone else from her homeland right. here. Uh, although that could be an interesting kind of point if she meets someone from, from back home effectively. Uh, she is addicted to illusion magic and will cast disguise self on herself uh, daily to avoid the image of what she has become. And she also be- likes to avoid mirrors when, whenever possible. Uh, she gets actually fairly irritable when she hasn't managed to transform herself at least daily. Uh, she wants to know everyone's birthday and sends them elaborate personal cards every year. Uh, I imagine even at home, she was like above and beyond yeah. what everyone, like everyone would send, you know, something it was it was a tradition amongst her her folk in her town, but she would take it to the next level. And she and she did to everybody, right? It was also the people in the town, like even the common folk. They all got letters from her if if she knew your birthday. Oh, and she'd have access to like town records as a she noble. Would. So everyone got everyone looked forward to that special card from. Yeah, that was that was the event was her was her card, and nobody gets them anymore, and they're very sad. Oh, yeah. wait, okay. In that, would she would she only do it when she's around or would she still send these from miles away she still sends them she doesn't know if they get there gotcha and it okay might oh, i be, like that it might be interesting like she's just doing it and they're going out and and like the the adventures is she with have to endure every once in a while like they're setting up camp and she's <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> yeah. and, she won't and she can't explain when she's in a when she's in a major city or something she'll bring this like huge box yes <laughs> like trying to find a trade route going that way and exactly just yeah send oh, it along they go all right she is a draconic sorcerer blood a draconic bloodline sorcerer using a red dragon origin but we're actually going to tweak that as an infernal bloodline instead 
but we're going to use mechanically pretty much all the same draconic benefits, just refer them as infernal benefits instead. Right. She has the noble origin and uses a arcane focus of a family crest pendant, which had a sort of fox emblem on it, which has been twisted now to be more fiendish in nature, which goes away whenever she tries to get it, uh, get rid of it, or comes back whenever she tries to get rid of it. She can't get rid of it. Also, nobody would, like, if she did run into anybody from her, her homeland and they thought they recognized her and they asked to see her crest, they would not recognize her crest anymore. So it'd be a whole other level of you're not who you are. I, I imagine it would. They Boy, that looks familiar. But yeah, I don't recognize that at all. Yeah. yeah. She has crimson red skin and gold eyes. And she has long black hair that she wraps around her horns, uh, which she also covers with a like large hat or hood or uh, covers her face with a veil when it's not magically disguised. That's plan B. So you can check out our Twitter at Die by the Dice to see the picture of this character sheet all filled out. If you want to borrow uh, Shiko for your own play at home or your adventure league runs and let me go ahead and pass it around so everyone else can tell you a little about where you can find them. Uh, Meg? You can find me on Twitter at nightraven underscore, I believe. Um, and you can also, I in my spare time, dabble in photography and I upload those to nightraven.deviantart.com and that's nightraven with a R-A-Y-V-E-N. Yeah, you were showing us some of your photography before the recording session. It looks fantastic. So folks, please go ahead and check that out. Thank you. Uh, and Paul, how about you? I'm on Twitter at origami kaiju. And you can find us, as I mentioned, Die by the Dice on Twitter, at Die by the Dice. Die by the Dice at gmail.com if you have anything a little bit longer form that you want to let us know about. And if you could recommend us to a friend, that would be phenomenal. Uh, this It builds character as part of the larger Die by the Dice podcast, so you can check out our actual play of Gordian Solutions. And for more actual play action, if you like It Builds Character, next week on the 3rd, we're going to be uploading a possibly one of one or one of two of a one-shot run by, at the JBoss40, Jim, a previous co-host, who's going to be running these characters through a tiny little dungeon of some kind. So we're going to get to see these folks in action. And we're going to have some favorite uh, guest stars and co-hosts returning to pick up some of these characters and actually put some life to them in the player's seat. So make sure to tune in for that. That's going to be this upcoming Thursday, the 3rd. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time. 